welcome back to the On The Way podcast. Today we're talking about sensitivity, which can mean a few different things. Being sensitive to culture and context, sensitive in how we relate stories to individuals based on their culture, and being sensitive to the moment and approaching conversations with humility and openness. Each of the workers we've heard from so far has had to learn by asking meaningful questions and through making mistakes, how to be more sensitive to the culture around them and how to build bridges instead of putting up walls. Today, we're speaking with Jason and Christy, who have been working in Nepal for over 20 years, with the last 10 focused on unreached Tibetan Buddhist people. We'll hear a little of Jason and Christy's story and consider ways we can develop sensitivity to those around us. Let's talk about sensitivity on the way. Well, Jason and Christy, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, Well, first, just to kick off, can you just tell me a little bit about yourselves and what you are doing here in Nepal? Yeah, we're Jason and Christy, and we have four kids. We've been in Nepal for a lot of years, 22 years, I think. 22 years. Wow. And um, yeah, I think we've um, done a lot of things throughout the years. Yeah, so for the last um, 10 years or so, we've been focusing on leading a team that reaches out to um, unreached Tibetan Buddhist people groups in Nepal to bring gospel access to them in whatever ways that we can. So so the people group that we're um, reaching out to, they're they're from a Tibetan Buddhist background, spiritually and religiously. Um, but ethnically, they're not Tibetans. They're actually a tribal people group, like an indigenous tribal group here in Nepal um, that have been here for, I mean, hundreds of years, actually. So, yeah. And for those people listening who might not know what an unreached people group is, can sure. you define that for us? Yeah. So an unreached people group, uh, you know, there's different groups will use different sort of statistical measures, but essentially the the, the basic idea is that a, an unreached people group is a, a people group that doesn't have enough Christians or enough churches within that people group that they can adequately bring the gospel to that people group as a whole. Our word of the day for today is sensitivity. And basically that concept of um, the Holy Spirit enables us wherever we are in the world with whomever we're interacting with to um, to be like-minded with other people in the shared humanity. And we can be sensitive to them even as we're talking about faith and God and all of these things. So you guys have been here for over two decades. So I can imagine you have so many different stories and learning moments. What does that word mean to you? So when I hear the word sensitivity, the, the thing that comes immediately to my mind is sensitivity to the context in, in, in the effort to proclaim the gospel and share the gospel with people. And, and here that means understanding an animistic worldview, understanding a Buddhist worldview, um, and for others, understanding a Hindu worldview. That, that's not what our team does specifically, but we have people on the ground here who are doing that. So, um, yeah, I've, I've spent quite a, a long time trying to understand the way people think, you know, to sort of get inside their head a little bit and understand what their worldview is so that the gospel could be shared in ways that make sense to them. If you, you know, if you, if you talk about the gospel to a Buddhist person using typical American language, it's not just that they won't understand it. They'll actually misunderstand it. I mean, there are so many concepts that are sort of foreign to them and even opposite in some cases. So, so sensitivity to me, you know, what that word conveys when I hear that is, is being able to understand the, the worldview of the people that you're serving so that when you share the gospel, you're doing that in a way that they have a real opportunity to understand it properly and then, and then hopefully accept it yeah. as well. Um, and you've taken a lot of steps to really understand 
the Buddhist worldview. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, it started with going out to um, some some guru and villages, this people group that we're working among um, in North Central Nepal. You, you feel almost like an anthropologist at some at some points because you're asking about the culture and asking, you know, I see that you do this. Why do you do that? And you, you know, you're able to catch on to the idea that people here live in constant fear of evil spirits and what they can do to your family, what they can do to your crops, what they can do to your animals. This is a very rural part of Nepal. Um, then you understand, hey, when I share the gospel, the fear power dynamic needs to be addressed. If I'm talking about, you know, sinning and being guilty before God, it's not going to resonate with people very well. And that's typically the way that an American would share the gospel. But if I share the gospel in the sense of, you know, God is the creator who made these spirits. He, he made everything in the world. He, you know, he made your family. He made these crops. He made the earth and any spirits that there are, anything that's in the supernatural realm, he is Lord over those things. Yeah. Understanding that worldview is super important for being able to share the gospel effectively in these, in these communities. What I have found is, um, when you can speak intelligent, intelligently with people about Buddhist concepts, you can ask meaningful questions to them and it gives them a chance to explain what Buddhism teaches. And, you know, and, and I think a lot of people in America, they hear little things about Buddhism, but there's a lot of misunderstandings. They right. don't really understand yeah. it at a deep level. And so if you're here and you're talking with a Buddhist person, you say something that's kind of a caricature of Buddhism, they pick up right away. You don't really know me. Mm-hmm. You don't really know my religion. You don't really know my culture. You don't know my worldview. You're just interested in sharing what you have with me, but you're not willing to listen to me in return. And so, you know, being sensitive is, you know, a big part of that is getting to know the people you're trying to serve, learning what they're, how, they're, how their brain thinks and how they see the world. And then, you know, we're not here to ask them just to come to our side or to enter into our world. We're here to enter their world and, and figure out what does Christianity look like when it, when it blossoms in this environment, in this cultural soil. That takes a lot of sensitivity to the local context. So I think it really connects well with that theme too. Yeah, absolutely. Christy, what about you? How have you seen sensitivity um, kind of play out in your life and work here? I think a big a big piece of it is the willingness to listen. So, you know, if I'm having a conversation with a particular person, to be, to be willing to set aside any agenda that I've brought into the conversation and and play off of their cue. So if, you know, if my Tibetan friend is talking about, you know, these nightmares that she's been struggling with. And every time she tries to go to sleep at night, she's, she's having like just overcome with fear. She's not able to rest and that that's creating a huge problem in her life. Um, well, yeah, maybe I wanted to have this kind of conversation with her and maybe tell this particular story, but, but I'm going to follow her lead and I'm going to be sensitive to what's going on in her life. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the needs that she has. And, um, again, willing to set aside my agenda um, and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that helps helps us listen and uh, listen with our hearts and be willing to um, to share something in a way that that the Holy Spirit will then use to really penetrate um, into the need and into her heart. Is that something that comes naturally to you or is it a practice that you had to cultivate um, when you came here? I, I don't think that I'm a very naturally empathetic person. That's just my personality. Um, but even if I were, I think coming from... America to a place like Nepal, the way that empathy or sensitivity gets expressed in this culture is very different than what we would be used to, um, you know, in in the areas where we grew up in the States. So uh, I think even if I were a very empathetic person or somebody who who had a lot of sensitivity to things like that, 
I would still need to cultivate that skill here because you're, you're always constantly trying to learn to do things in a way that makes better sense to people here. Um, and the way that we would express, you know, sensitivity or express empathy with people um, in, you know, back home doesn't really resonate with people here. But if you, if you watch and observe and you learn and you talk to people and ask good questions, you know, you can start to figure out how people here, you know, what, what can I do to make somebody feel cared for? How did you in those early years work through um, having grace for yourselves as you were making cultural faux pas and trying things that didn't work, trying to be sensitive and learning that they didn't interpret that as sensitivity? I think that it, I think that is and will always be something that we, that we fight up against. And I think that it is, I think it's a daily surrender. Some days are better than others and realizing that, um, that God's grace covers it all. And sometimes we get it right. And sometimes we don't, but, um, but he's just been really faithful to, to use the little bit that we have and the, the little bit that we give and, and do great and great things with it. And it's, and it's not because we've learned all these awesome lessons. It's just because we've chosen to, to be obedient and um, be faithful each and every day. I would say too, back in those early days, um, as mentioned before, neither one of us are super empathetic people and we weren't very empathetic with ourselves. Um, so we, we really struggled, I think, in the early years because it was tough. Um, you do learn over time that, you know, God has a lot of grace for those things. And I think what really helps is seeing God move in spite of your mistakes. I think that's really a, a, a key. So when you see, in spite of all the challenges, in spite of all the difficulties, you see God moving in people's lives and you see people our families being transformed by the gospel. Um, that is amazing. That's what keeps us here. Because if it was up to us and all, you know, we look back on all the mistakes that we've made, we, there would be no way the gospel would ever advance in Nepal because we're just not capable of making that happen, right? But we do what we can. And in spite of our shortcomings, God really does a great work here. And his spirit is moving. And you see that and you think, okay, we, we're contributing in some way, but it's not all on us. God's doing this thing. If you could say one thing, um, each of you, to our friends in America who are building relationships with internationals, who are building relationships with people from other faith backgrounds. They're learning, they're, they're incorporating all of these um, seeing and moving and community practices into their lives. What would be one uh, piece of wisdom that you would give? I think, first of all, it's super important to ask questions. Um, and we all love to talk about ourselves, you know, and I think that that is extremely important. Uh, beneficial, valuable, needed, required, if we are to get to know someone. And so I think the the, the best way we can do that is to ask questions of, of that person. Tell me about this experience. Tell me about, tell me about your family. Tell me about, you know, the, maybe the country where you moved from three years ago or whatever it is. Tell me where your kids are going to school right now. And then I think secondly, to be willing to share life. I think a lot of times we tend to compartmentalize uh, our life and like, hey, this is this is the ministry box and this is like this the school box and this is the family box and this is the fun box. Um, but really, a lot of all other cultures they don't have boxes. It's just one big box. There's not separate compartments. And so, for us to be willing to share the family things and the fun things and the and the work things and the hard stuff and the easy stuff, for us to be able to walk alongside um, our friends and 
and share all of those things. Like I share my life with them and they share their lives with us. I think that is a great way to bridge the gap between between cultures and to continue to build a, a deeper relationship that then can can lead to discipling types of, of conversations. If you meet an Asian person or, or say somebody from Nepal, a Buddhist person from Nepal in your part of the world, chances are they're feeling lonely, they're feeling disconnected because they're not with their group. And so you know, anything that you can do to build relationship with them, and as Christy said, to share life with them, ask a lot of questions, share life. I mean, whatever you think good hospitality is, quadruple it. And that's what they're used to in their culture. So you have to go above and beyond. You have to be countercultural because it will not be a comfortable thing. We talked earlier about feeling a lot of discomfort. I mean, having some of these people in your home might feel uncomfortable at first. Going to their house and eating their food might feel really uncomfortable at first. But if you're willing to sacrifice your own comfort level and your own individualism for a deeper relationship with these people, the, the rewards that you'll get back will be amazing. Um, those relationships will be so rewarding and they can really turn into great kingdom opportunities as well. Jason describes sensitivity as being able to understand the worldview of the people you're serving. How does it feel to think about sensitivity in this way? I think it becomes less daunting when we remember Chrissy's advice that it's so important to just ask questions. There's more to explore in your 21-day journal. Tomorrow, we'll build on this practice and talk about accepting. Thanks for joining us on the way. To discover more opportunities and to sign up for the 21-day journey, visit agwm.org slash on the way.